Hello, hello. Welcome to Totally Unqualified. I am your host, Tara Sundry. Full disclosure, folks, this is my fourth time recording this particular episode. And I'm not sure whether to laugh or cry about that, to be perfectly honest with you. The first three times, um, actually the first two times, I scrapped because they didn't feel good enough. How much time do we waste in our life, lives? How much time do we waste because we are starting things over and over and over and over and over instead of just doing it and putting it out there and trusting that what came through was divinely orchestrated. Trust that what came through was good enough. Honestly, how much time do we waste? Um, so there's that. The, the third time I recorded some friggin' awesome content that felt really good and then looked up to realize that it wasn't recording. I don't even know what that means other than I might not be so great with tech. But yeah, back to what I was saying. How much time do we waste in our lives because we're under this illusion that we're not good enough, that we're not qualified enough? And so we don't put it out there. We carry this perfectionism, stubborn, brutal energy of like force, force, force it to be what we want it to be. Force the outer circumstances. And if it's not the way we want it, then we scrap it instead of trusting. I notice that we're really, really, really quick to take ownership of our mistakes though. You know, like we're really quick to take ownership of where we, we think we should have done it differently. We're really quick to take ownership of our guilt but we're not so quick to take ownership of the brilliance we create. Like we're really, really quick to take ownership of where we effed up, but not so quick to take ownership of where something went really, really well. I think it's because we're afraid of being narcissistic or coming, coming across as egotistical which is kind of hilarious, kind of hilarious. I think we need to step into our power as co-creators all around and trust that all around it's unfolding as it needs to. Maybe we need to flip how we see our co-creative powers. What if we could take ownership of the brilliance and say, yeah, that was golden. And then on the flip side, see the not-so-awesome stuff, not as being created from our unqualifiedness, but as coming through to provide us a teaching, an opportunity for healing, an opportunity to see something that we hadn't seen before or weren't willing to look at before. What if we could see the darkness, the low vibe, the, the, the stuff that doesn't feel so good as being just perfect as it is? What if we could say to ourselves, damn straight I manifested that. I'm pretty good. I manifested what I needed for my healing. 
if we could just see that the universe is constantly trying to create with us, it's always creating the next perfect thing that we need to learn. It's giving us that opportunity. So what do I mean by that? Well, first of all, there's a few, there's some layers to this. There's some layers to this. So I want to talk first about manifesting and creating when an idea comes through. So first of all, who, who are we to say? Who are we to say what is brilliant and what's not? Do you ever notice that you base it on what you think other people are going to think? Like when I scrapped those first two episodes, I like in my head told this story about what, how other people would hear it and decided that's why it wasn't good enough. Like what? I made it up. I made it up. No one had heard it yet. I heard it. I didn't even listen to the whole thing. And do you ever notice that when you want to create something, you feel like you need to ask permission? Like in a way I was trying, it was like I was imagining I was asking permission. Like, was that good enough? Did you do that? How often do you do that? Do you get like a really awesome idea or an insight hits you? And instead of just doing it, you go to somebody else and you say, hey, do you think I should do this? I just had this idea. What do you think? What do, you, do you think I should do this? because you want permission and validation. You know what that really is? That is a piece of your inner child saying, hey, 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 look at over here, look at over here, look at over here, look at, look at, look at, look at me, 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 look at me. That's what that is. It's a piece of your inner child that wasn't seen in your childhood needing to be seen right now in this moment. And so it's coming up and asking for permission to be seen via you asking for advice, via you not just following your heart and asking somebody who didn't have the insight, who didn't have the feeling, whose intuition didn't create it, who won't live the consequences of you creating it or not, you're asking them. Your ego, your insecure self, is speaking to most likely their insecure self. Because when we, when we speak from ego, we tend to trigger the ego in others. Yeah? Versus trusting that the information came through on the wings of an angel. It came through, I don't know what that was. It came through from the divine and it hit you right in the heart, right in the soul. And you are being invited to create it because you need it. Because it's a healing medicine for you. We create, we teach, we share what we most need to create for ourselves first. Yeah? Do you ever notice that? <laughs> Do you ever notice when you're like giving advice to somebody that when you're really in the zone and it's like this like really powerful stuff comes through, not, not from a place of like you need to fix the person because that's not, that's ego. But you know, when it's just like a heart-centered love, do you ever notice when you're done talking, like sometimes A, you're like, where'd that come from? And B, damn, that's good. I kind of needed that myself. 
Do you ever notice that? That's because we do. We, we're, we, we speak to our own souls first. We fill ourselves up. We're here to serve. We're here to be of service to the divine. But it needs to come from a place of, as Ben Harper says, serve your soul. <laughs> we need to serve ourselves first. We fill ourselves up from a place of, I am enough, I am worthy, I am goddess, I am love. And our soul sends that out from a place of overflow. We do it first so that our inner child can be seen and heard and held by us. Because that is what is most healing to the inner child. That inner child that asked for advice, you know, should I do this? Should I do this? Hey, should I do this? Should I do this? Should I do this? It doesn't matter what that other person says. Do you ever notice that too? When you want to create something or do something, you can ask someone's advice, but it doesn't actually really matter what they say. You'll still find a reason to ask like 10 more people. That's because the ego can't be satiated. You can't, heal at the level of ego to ego, right? You can't heal the ego from a place of ego. You can't convince the ego from a place of ego. The ego loves, by the way, to feel like it like conquered and overcame. So it will forever find more people to ask for advice. It will forever want more people to see it. Are you the type of person that, um, and I resonate with this, are you the type of person that you have this accomplishment, but like before you're even fully celebrating it, you're already in your head on like what you need to make happen next? Like how are you going to top that? You can't even fully like be with the success because you're already on to the next thing. That's ego. That's because ego just wants to conquer and overcome, conquer and overcome, conquer and overcome. The ego will create an issue to problem solve (laughs) so it can feel powerful. But really, it's all a small story. As opposed to just being okay with and seeing the opportunity in whatever comes up, right? Which is what I was speaking to earlier. We are powerful creators and we create all of our experiences. Some of them are awesome and they're so that we are able to see our souls and our brilliance and our light and our love and all of that. And they're so that we can resonate with other people at a soul level. We can speak from soul to soul. We can inspire and uplift and elevate ourselves and inspire others to do the same. And sometimes there are experiences that we create so that the inner child can come up and be seen. Sometimes the pain is there so that you can finally feel it. You created that situation so you could feel it. But we're so quick to beat ourselves up over it and like look at like, okay, how am I going to fix this? I really shouldn't have done it this way. Now I got to fix it. Now I got to just feel it for a moment. It's there for a reason. It's there for you to feel it. Not bury it, not run it, not fix, not bury in addictions, not ask everybody else what you're supposed to do, not wait for someone else to rescue you from it. It's there for you to feel it and just acknowledge that there's a reason, not because you're being punished, but because that 
part of you that is in pain has been in pain most of your life now, and it just wants to be seen. It just wants to be acknowledged. And it's pretty freaking powerful that you have the capacity to create a situation where you can do that. Like you manifested that healing opportunity for yourself. Like what is more powerful than that? You did that. What a crazy gift that you just gave yourself, you know? But we're so, we're so quick to just want to be seen by the outside world. Who, by the way, <laughs> outside world is so busy just like, in its own crap. By that I mean your inner child is still looking for love from mom and dad, from the adults that you grew up around. So when you're crying out to be seen by your spouse, by your friends, by your coworkers, by your boss, by whoever, really it's the inner child wanting mom and dad to say you did a really good job. I love you. But mom and dad back then couldn't give you that because they were in their own trauma and pain, wanting their mom and dad to see them. And your boss, your partner, your whoever, your friends, they're in their own pain, waiting for their mom and dad to see them. Which is why we need to see ourselves first. Ego is asking ego to see ego. But if you acknowledge the co-creative power that you are, that you literally have the capability to manifest whatever situation you need for healing, acknowledge that power. That didn't come from, that's not, that's, that's not coincidence. And if you just stopped for a moment in that manifested opportunity and saw yourself, the need to ask for outside opinion the need for outside validation would vaporize. I don't know why vaporize, but that's the word that came to mind. So I'm going with it. It's all about owning our innate powers, which means responsibility. And the ego is terrified of that. You know, as powerful as the ego likes to play that it is, you know, like I can create this problem and I can overcome this problem. It's really scared. It's really scared of taking responsibility. It wants to pass the buck off. It wants to wait for mom and dad to say the magic words. Those magic words may never come from mom and dad. And it's not because they don't love you. It's because they're still in their own pain. And in loving yourself, you're loving them and freeing them a little bit. And you have that capacity. We all have that capacity. So when I was meditating this morning, I was hit with this phrase. And what happens when I meditate is I just, I let it, I let whatever wants to come up, come up, right? I let the thoughts, the feelings, the sensations, whatever it is, I just let it move. I become a space for my soul to flow. I, come, I become a space for that inner child to flow. And what happens is, as I experience it, 
the pain of the inner child that wants to be seen, the pain of that pa- all of my past experiences that I denied, that I made myself wrong over, that I believed I wasn't enough in, that I believed I should have done differently, that I believed I had to be this way or that way, all of that starts to come up. And I just become a space for it to be seen. And it just moves on its own. I don't need to do anything with it. I just sit and feel. And then also, in that space, I start to feel what I actually am, which is this space of like possibility and like infinite expansion. I can feel my energy actually like start to radiate outward from my body. And I just let everything flow. Nothing is right or wrong. It just is, right? It just is. It's like I was speaking to earlier about the shitty experiences and the, and the feel-good experiences. In meditation, it just sort of all becomes one. I was having a conversation earlier with some people today, and, and, we were, and this like kind of came up. And one of them said, yeah, it's all, it all becomes beautiful. Like even the painful stuff becomes beautiful. And I was like, damn, that's straight. That's, that's right. <laughs> that's straight. That's straight up. Yeah. That's right. It does. Because all of a sudden, it's all a gift. All of a sudden, I can see it as it's an op- it was just an opportunity to learn something and love myself. I can't know what the good experience is, the, the you know, self-described good experiences. I can't know what those feel like without contrast of the not so good. It's just a vi- it's just vibration. It's just a difference in vibration, right? I can't know what a high vibe is without knowing what a low vibe is in comparison. I can't know what light is without knowing what a shadow is. I can't know what fear love is without knowing what fear is. And in meditation, I just become this space for it all to exist. And it all becomes beautiful because even the darker stuff is like, oh, I needed you. I actually needed you at one point. And in this moment of you moving through, I'm learning what I actually am. And it's not you. It's not that darkness. It's not that experience. It's pretty potent. And it just happens by allowing. So... Anyhow, this morning I was meditating and this phrase self-appointed queendom came up and I didn't give any energy to it. I just let it move as I was letting everything else move. And I was thinking about it as I sat down to record the, the first round of the podcast. Now here we are, four rounds in. And I, wanna, I do want to bring it up. Self-appointed queendom to me means exactly what I've been speaking to this whole time not waiting for someone else to appoint you, to give you the crown, to tell you you are it. The princess is the archetypal pattern that is told how it goes, who to love, given a suitor, how to dress, how to behave, don't bring shame to the family. She is sheltered. She is controlled. And the queen steps into her queendom and rules from a place of this is how it goes. She's in a position to rule even when the king is gone. She doesn't have to wait for permission from anyone. The queen takes her power and says, this is what it is. This is who I am. This is how it goes. This is what I stand for. She doesn't ask her subjects for permission. She doesn't ask anyone in her land permission. 
A true queen rules from a place of grace and a place of understanding that it is all larger than her. And she's here to serve her queendom. She's here to serve them. She's here for them. But she has to fill herself up first. She has to feel her power and her independence first before she can flow outward from a place of overflow and connect with those who are in her queendom. This isn't to say that we don't need support from others or that we don't need our tribes or that, you know, we should never ask for advice. But my point is, if it's a habit for you, shift the energy around it. Growth happens when we change our energetic frequency, when we change our patterns, when we examine them with awareness and we say, okay, how can I do this differently? How can I change this story? Maybe you've been doing things on your own completely for a very long time and to change your story or frequency would be to ask for help. Not permission, not should I do this, but hey, this is what I'd like to do. Would you like to be on my team? Would you like to help me out? I'd love for this to happen and I'd love for you to be a part of it if you want to be. It's time we stepped into our queendom with grace, with excitement, and with trust. Because that's what we came here to do and to be. We came here to be love on earth, the divine femme on earth, goddess on earth. We came here to know ourselves through duality, through the darkness and the light, through the acknowledging the pain through manifesting all of the situations that we need in our lives in order to learn and to grow. So cut yourself some slack, own your power, understand that it's all good. It's all here for the same purpose, and that's love. It has been my great pleasure to be here with you, even though it took four times. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will catch you next week. Satnam.